Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Maya Milliete? Maya Milliete was born in the Philippines on May 1, 1981. She was raised in Honolulu, Hawaii. Larry Milliete lived in San Diego, California. He moved with his family to Hawaii after being arrested for assault in 1997. Reportedly, the alleged assault was gang-related. Maya and Larry met in Hawaii and married sometime later. Larry enlisted in the United States Navy, and the couple moved to San Diego. Maya worked as a civilian employee of the Navy. The couple would have three children. As of early 2021, the couple's three children were 11, 9, and 4 years old. At some point, Larry became convinced that Maya was having an affair. By late 2020, Maya was seeking a divorce. On January 7, 2021, Maya spoke to her divorce attorney on the phone. At about 5 p.m., she was seen by her family at her home in Chula Vista. This is the last time she would ever be seen. Maya sent a message via Facebook at 8.15 p.m. Later, it would be discovered that her phone activity stopped on January 8 at 1.25 a.m. On January 9, the family was supposed to travel to Big Bear for Maya's daughter's birthday. That same day at 11.18 p.m., Maya's sister reported her missing to the Chula Vista police. The police arrived at Maya's residence at 1 a.m. on January 10. This is when they discovered that she had not been seen since January 7. The search for Maya was initiated immediately. Thirteen days later, the police executed a search warrant of her residence. Larry maintained that he had nothing to do with Maya's disappearance. He admitted that he and Maya had argued in 2020. In February, Larry retained an attorney and stopped cooperating with the investigation. Maya's sister told reporters that Larry was the last person to see her alive. She also claimed that Larry was distancing himself from Maya's side of the family. On May 5, 2021, Larry was served a temporary gun violence restraining order. On May 7, the police searched Maya's residence for a second time. They could be seen loading items into a van and leading dogs around the property. The police would search Maya's residence again on July 1. On July 22, 
the police officially named Larry as a person of interest. On October 19, 2021, Larry was arrested. He was charged with two crimes, murder and the illegal possession of a rifle. On October 27, a judge ordered Larry to stop contacting his children from jail. He had racked up 129 phone calls, which lasted over nine hours in total, to his parents' home where the children had been living. Larry said some unusual things during the calls, which were, of course, recorded. He asked his 11-year-old to read news headlines to him, and he told the children to watch an R-rated movie titled Shot Caller. This movie is about a wealthy family man involved in a collision that kills one of his friends. He accepts a plea deal for manslaughter and goes to prison, where he becomes a key member of a gang. My guess is that Larry was trying to show his children how he could become a terrible criminal if left in prison, like the injustice of it all. Either that, or he was trying to demonstrate how he liked movies with predictable storylines and inconsistent character development. A criminal protective order was issued against Larry. He's not allowed to contact his three children from jail. He was told he could only speak to his attorney. Now moving to my analysis. What is the evidence against Larry Miliette? The prosecution hasn't released everything, but here's what's available so far. According to family and friends, Larry was controlling and behaved like a stalker. Family members witnessed a lot of arguments between Larry and Maya. They urged Maya to escape the relationship. Maya told a friend that one time Larry choked her into unconsciousness. Maya also told a friend that on January 6, she was planning on filing for divorce, and she was tired of trying to work it out for the sake of the children. And of course, we also know that she contacted her divorce attorney on January 7. Just hours before Maya disappeared, Larry sent an email in which he wrote, quote, I think she wants me to snap, and I'm shaking inside, ready to snap, unquote. Maya went missing on July 7. When a wife goes missing, the husband is usually considered a good potential suspect. On January 7 at 9.57 p.m., the sound of nine loud bangs were recorded by a neighbor's surveillance equipment. I imagine some type of video camera to protect the house from burglary. The FBI has not been able to determine if those sounds were gunshots. At 10.34 p.m. that same night, Neighbors heard Maya's children playing in the backyard. The next day, January 8, at 5.58 a.m., security video revealed that Larry moved his black 2015 Lexus GX460 into a position where the back of the vehicle was outside the view of the camera. At 6.45 a.m., Larry departed his residence in that vehicle and was gone for 11 hours and 21 minutes. His four-year-old child was with him, his 11-year-old and 9-year-old were left at the house. Larry left his phone behind at the house. The police, of course, believe he did this so he couldn't be tracked. Larry claimed that he drove the vehicle to the beach with the 4-year-old. Larry didn't show up for work. His supervisor tried to get a hold of him without success. The police examined the infotainment system in the vehicle. They found a navigation event recorded at 3.29 p.m. for Larry's home address. This was two and a half hours prior to his arrival at his house. One theory that this leads to is that if Larry was disposing of Maya's body, she would be somewhere around two and a half hours away from that residence. But of course, Larry could have put that navigation event in 
after dumping the body and driving farther away, or after dumping it and driving closer. So it's not really known where Maya's body is. That gives the police a really rough idea of where to look. That covers a lot of ground. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Later on that same day, Maya's brother arrived at Maya's house looking for her. He was worried because he had not heard from her. Larry told Maya's brother that he was at work, and he did not know what Maya was doing. Later, Larry changed his story, as I mentioned, and said he was at the beach. The police went looking for firearms registered to Larry. He never turned over a forty caliber pistol. Larry allegedly inquired about finding a person who could hurt a man who he believed was having an affair with Maya. He allegedly discussed paying someone $20,000 to kill the man. His interest in the topic started in the summer of 2020 and was mentioned as recently as January 4, just three days before Maya went missing. Larry searched the internet for Rohypnol, a powerful sedative that can be used to incapacitate a person. Based on the contents of Larry's phone, the police concluded that Larry had a, quote, frantic, desperate, unbalanced mindset coupled with violent and sometimes homicidal ideation, unquote. It's not clear exactly what they found that led them to that conclusion, but that's what they said. Larry showed up unannounced at Maya's workplace to see if she was meeting with another man. In September of 2020, Larry used candles and red wax or blood to create a shrine to his marriage. He also started purchasing spells in an effort to make Maya obey him, to punish her, and to incapacitate her. He wrote a so-called spell caster and suggested an accident or broken bone might do the job. These spell casters are sometimes referred to as witches. They claim to be practitioners of black magic. 
They believe that they have a special power to harm others by engaging in different rituals that do not involve any contact with the target. On November 24, 2020, Larry sent Maya an article titled, What Men Want from Their Wives. Maya offered a lengthy response. She wrote, quote, How about maybe you focus on also what women want from their husbands? All these things you send me are just about you, which further solidifies the whole idea that you really think I'm the problem, and if you could only fix me, everything will be okay, unquote. Then she wrote, quote, As long as I go back to the wife you liked, the one who didn't rock the boat, who didn't assert her feelings, who didn't care about how much she was hurting so long as there was peace and harmony, then things will be okay, because really, I'm the problem, right, unquote. Now, there's no way to know if Larry is guilty or not. At the time making this video, he is presumed innocent, as the trial has not yet occurred. Based on all the evidence against him, it doesn't look good for him maintaining that presumption, but we will have to see what the outcome of the trial is. At the time making this video, Maya's body has not been found, which could be a challenge for the prosecution. Here are my thoughts about what happened in this case. This is just my opinion. It sounds like at some point Maya had an affair, or at least Larry believed she had an affair. He appeared to become obsessed with controlling Maya and eradicating the man with whom she had the affair. This is a fairly common reaction to an affair under the circumstances. Larry was looking to blame everyone else and was not prepared to understand how his behavior could have contributed to the affair. He started investing in magical beliefs, like these so-called spellcasters. His behavior became increasingly erratic. He desperately wanted to dominate Maya. It sounds like Maya was open to staying with Larry for the sake of the children, but eventually Larry's behavior became too extreme. Scheduling with the divorce attorney was the last straw as far as Larry was concerned. If Larry is someday found guilty, this case has a number of similarities to other cases where a man has murdered his wife. A few examples, Larry had an arrest history that involved assault. It seemed as though Larry and Maya were not communicating very well. He thought that she was the problem, and she thought that he might have been the problem. The relationship between Larry and Maya was allegedly characterized by violence on the part of Larry. This was something so obvious that family and friends warned Maya repeatedly. Larry allegedly choked his wife into unconsciousness. This happened in the case of Robert Birnbaum, which I covered not long ago. Robert did this to his wife and later murdered her. He dumped her body out of a plane over the ocean, and she was never found. Larry appeared to be erratic, but allegedly had enough control of himself to dispose of Maya's body. This is something that we have seen in many cases. A person is impulsive and violent during the murder part, but then they are calm and calculating during the body disposal part. Based on his conversations with his children from jail, Larry is asserting that he is the victim. There are a few common elements missing from this case when comparing it to potentially similar cases. For example, there have been no reports of Larry having an affair, and Larry's desire for revenge against the man who had an affair with Maya is unusual. He really seems quite focused on that, yet in other similar cases, that's really not emphasized. What lessons can we learn from this case? The technical term when a husband kills his wife is oxoricide. This type of homicide can happen out of nowhere, but usually there are clear warning signs that occur long before the murder, sometimes months or years. 
Some of the warning signs were visible in this case. Erratic behavior, arguing, choking, maintaining magical beliefs, deception, alleged infidelity, poor communication, and paranoia. There are also key moments that are particularly dangerous in these relationships, like when the wife starts talking about divorce or she tries to leave the marital home. One of the most common elements in these types of cases is how the wife does not believe she's in danger or does not act like she's in danger. Many factors motivate a wife to act this way, including not wanting to abandon her children and financial concerns. In addition, wives tend to view themselves as relatively safe on their husbands. But when a marriage goes bad, even if it goes bad slowly, this can be one of the most dangerous places to be. In no small part because the potential perpetrator has full access to the potential victim. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.